Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. Newcastle starts their new regime with a big zero. So is Steve Bruce on the hot seat? Man United and Ole still struggling. Sterling not happy with his playing time. We've got a load of games going this weekend. And all of our regular fun. Let's go. I cannot speak. Is it? Is it that obvious? Yes. Yeah. The rough is not going. That might not be bad for our listeners, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it quiet. I'll keep it quiet. Well, yeah. Yes. So, um, Newcastle. I yeah. guess they're, they should be celebrating. I guess, right? I, I know a couple of Newcastle fans actually, um, and. Uh, the, the last week and a half have been a bit unbearable because I'm in a chat with some of my work guys and they're just I'm, like they just think the world is, like Newcastle are going to win the league like they're going to sign all these people and I'm like come on I mean I know this is good news obviously this is good news for them they needed some good news and I like uh, you know I like Newcastle they're a good club and they deserve better than Ashley but they're not going to win the league next year like they, they might go and spend a quarter of a million quid but I mean, Everton have spent 70, 80 million pounds a year for the last four or five years. And the best they've done is eighth. Like, and they've had some half decent managers. So I, I think so a bit of realism is needed from Newcastle. Um, but they need to stay up first. Yeah, I was going to say they're going to be, they'll probably win the league next year because it'll be the championship. <laughs> this is what I was thinking. Like, is this, is this, is this weird timing? Because obviously they've been talking about a takeover for probably more than more than a year, a few years, right? And, and Mike Ashley's position's kind of been up and down. He's looking to offload the club. And it's almost like they've caught Newcastle at the worst possible time because it looks like they're about to get relegated. So, it, you know, I kind of feel bad. As much as I, I think Steve Bruce is a bad manager, I kind of feel bad because all this week it was about his position. Is he even going to manage this weekend? Obviously, yeah. they're going to look to change him, but... Could they feasibly get another manager that's going to keep them up for the rest of this season? Because if they go to the championship, doesn't that put a breaks into whatever things oh, they're planning? Yeah, the funny thing is, if any other club was in the position Newcastle are in and they were looking to sack their manager and hire a new one, they'd be looking at Steve Bruce to hire. They'd be like, right, we need someone who's going to save us. So they'd go to someone like Steve Bruce to try and not get relegated. That's the irony of it all. I guess the only one's Aladici, yeah. maybe. Aladici, yeah. Yeah. But I do think um, you do wonder if like the owners look at football in terms of because Newcastle, we said it last season, they won like the last game of the season and jumped like six places. So I think they finished like 11th or so 12th. 13th, isn't it? 12th, yes. Yeah. So, so it, it looked a lot better than, than the season actually was. So, uh, But Mark, it depends I on want... how much credit you give these owners. Are they like... Because if you if you're assuming that they just looked at that that uh, league position place and been like, well, they've got so much money, they're not even going to try to make a wise investment. But they, but they, no, they probably looked at like, club for a while now. Yeah, they probably looked at stuff like single city club, like uh, the the stadiums in the middle of the city. Like they probably looked at all that stuff and then seen, oh, twelfth, great. Like we're they probably not even thought about relegation, <laughs> and then it's like. It, it, that position was like a false position. So, um, it I, it's funny Newcastle because I they they said in the Telegraph today that 
they're uh, they've got a budget of 50 million to spend in january and that's it they, they don't want to spend over that so how far does that get a team these days you know yeah and i'm like has, has the owners come out and said they're actually going to invest mo- like yeah. loads of money yeah they, they have. have yeah because i'm like oh they'll just be like oh they're super rich but arsenal are like have like the fourth richest owner in the league but he don't dip his hand in his pocket well, hold on. arsenal spent more money than anyone this summer yeah, if you if you look at a single summer, because they they hadn't spent for four summers or five summers, so actually it's like Arsenal were probably over three years spent not nearly enough, but they've just tried to re- do it all in one well, summer. You, so. That's why Newcastle are in a good position actually, because they haven't really gone out crazy spending over the last few years, and obviously the financial fair plays looks over a three year period. They basically got three years worth of summer transfer windows they can spend all at once and not have any kind of problems. So they've got they can spend a lot if they want. Well, Gary, you know the overlapping in Gary Neville's fan thing. Did you watch the second instalment of that one? Seven minutes left. You know, I, but they they, they made it. they made they were talking about something that was really fair. It was like with a lot of these takeovers, this isn't you know Newcastle fans are getting super happy and that's fine for them. But you know, there's a lot of clubs that have had these big takeovers in the Premier League, and it basically depends on which way they go, because they were talking about, you know, if it's more like an Everton or West Ham or whatever, where they've had these big takeovers, but they've not really done much with the club the, the club as a footballing club. They've not tried to build the infrastructure. Or will they go towards a Man City and a Chelsea way, where they look to change the club from a, from the inside out and, and change the things that kind of make the club, where they're going to be able to sustain winning football for a long time, you know, I've not really read different level of money though. Like they they are more than ten times richer than Man City. Yeah, but money money is money. It's how you spend it, isn't it? It's not yeah. just being like you can oh, you can chuck all the money is, you want at well, it. That's why the likes of Everton and Aston Villa and others, although Aston Villa have invested in some of their development, um, but the like the and Stanley Park, they're looking to build that. So there will be some. But the reason those guys can't just go out like Man City did. And buy, you know, build new training pitches, build new youth setups, build new all of that stuff. It's because that does cost a lot of money. These guys have so much money, like three hundred billion they're worth, that you could just pick a billion out of that and go and build a new youth ground and stadium and something like. They have so much money that if they do want to do it, money's no object for them. Will that, they? That, is the question. Will they do it? Yeah, big question. But they're talking the talk at the moment. I think that the main thing for Newcastle fans is. And like, everyone is happy that Ashley's out. Ashley's not done very much for them over 14 years. He's ble- bled the club dry. Like he's f- siphoned money through Sports Direct, through partnerships and all sorts of stuff. You know, he just wasn't the right guy. He wasn't investing in the club. And every manager from Rafa to Shearer to whoever worked under him said it. So the fact that he's gone gives him a chance. Like mm. it can't be worse, you'd think. Famous yeah. last week. Do you want another Man City? Well, that's no, what I'm thinking as well. I'm not. I'm not so sure. It's like well, we from a big seven, like from a big six to a big seven or whatever. You know, can you feasibly see them looking? Yeah. Like yeah. How many more can you have? Isn't it? It's like yeah. Because at some point, like the league's just going to regulate itself, and everyone's going to have all these fucking super owners who, you know, it's just going to be the new. You regular. know, you know, it's like it's like when we talk about um, why don't you just give athletes? Why don't you just let athletes have all the drugs and then you just have a drugs Olympics and then you still mm. get everyone's on a fair playing field and then you get the fastest person who cares whether they're on drugs or not. It's kind of the same thing. Every single club in the league is bill- are billionaires and can buy whoever they want. It's all about how they run the club. And it's all about how well they manage it. And so you go all the way back to when none of them were rich and actually it's just a competitive football again. And it's about who runs the club better, who has the better players, who has the better coaches, who has the better management. Ironically, 
but then you need all 20 to have the have all the money but we're getting there yeah, yeah. But you would just like you'd just like to see us get some some money back for it isn't it it'd be like all these clubs are owned by billionaires who have unlimited money oh sky sports are just up their fee each month to watch it and you're yeah, like exactly. you're yeah. like oh it, it's all great saying they've got unlimited money but as fans you see none of it <laughs> well exactly that and i was like i guess because the, the only thing that will change in that scenario you just said dan is that it's all kind of like foreign investors who are who are coming into the you know the english game and might have a real effect on the FA structure or, you know, the way in which the leagues are set, because we obviously had the Super League and, and the introduction of that last season. But, I don't, you know, bordering on seriousness now, because obviously sometimes you get a bit silly, but does, you know, like they've been talking a lot about the human rights aspects of the ownership and stuff like that. What, what does that like, what does that do for you? What do you think about stuff like that in terms of being a football fan? If you had, if you had, if you're a Newcastle United fan or this happened with Manchester United, does it even play into your thoughts in terms of what it means? Or is it just like, well, this is something that's happening that's out of our control? Yeah, cards on the table, probably not. Uh, one, because I, I don't... I, for me to, to form an opinion, I'd have to look into it. So mm. it's unlikely I would. Um, I know, I know you, could, you could get sort of like headlines saying, oh, that there's some atrocities that are done. And I'm like, well, I'd have to read up on it and... and in all honesty, I, I just wouldn't. Maybe if it was United, because it's your club, you'd be like, okay, let me read up on it. But yeah, I, I don't really know enough to, to to have an opinion of they shouldn't be owning Newcastle or they should. Or yeah, I'd, I'd rather wait until I actually had some inf- information on it, which it's unlikely I'm going to look up just... Why should it be on the Newcastle fans to police who their owners are? Like, there is a fit and proper persons test. The Premier League have a whole system to judge whether a company or people or whatever is a right to manage a club. If you pass all of that, it's not the Newcastle United fans' problem. Like, if you're going, right, well, all the authorities, everyone's told us that you pass the test, you're good, you're, like, legitimate, all this stuff, it, if you're telling us, fine, like we don't know any better. The, the general fan doesn't know. Yeah, you can Google some stuff and you'll find arguments here, you know, for both as anything. Um, it's, it can't be on the Newcastle yeah. fan to suddenly stand up and be like, no, there's atrocity. Because if you dig deep enough into Abramovich, into what the Saudi Arabians are doing, into what Abu Dhabi group are doing to any of them, you'll find stuff, right? You know, every single one of them, it glazes, all of them, you'll find stuff. So I don't see how that can be on the fan. The fans are yeah. fans of their club. And if those custodians have come in and they've been given the green light, you just have to accept that. And no, I'm, yeah, I I'm, agree. I'm with you with that because I'm like, yeah, one, the fans have no influence. In fact, the fans generally are the ones that get fucked by this stuff. Mark, you just said like Sky Sports prices going up, but you know, tickets to yeah. games are going to go up. The fans will stay committed because they want to be committed to their clubs, regardless if they own it. And you know, I don't think there's been too much conversation that has been putting the fans down. There's been some about. You know, they're celebrating this and these are a group of people that come from a country that have human rights issues. But the majority of the Newcastle fans are just happy that Mike Ashley's gone. Like, it's, you know, yeah. it could have been anyone buying the club. Although there was they, a, they, that photo of the Newcastle fan, weren't there, who had like the headscarf on the Saudi flag them, yeah. with a beard. Oh, the, <laughs> like... the whole stadium was full of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually sold out in the, all the fancy dress shops in Newcastle. They sold out of that costume, with <laughs> like a headdress. Oh, and... they're sitting there drinking beer. But yeah, I, 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 I just think we've, I think the Premier League and teams in the Premier League have already for lack of a better term, and this isn't just with the Newcastle owners, I've already made a deal with the devil. We've already had 
we've already got these outside influences that are in the coming into the Premier League and, and clubs all over the world. And it's like, well, what, what are you supposed to do about that? Because if the game's going to continue to grow and everything's about more money, you know, bigger revenue, bigger games, what what what's going to happen? There's no regression. It's not like you're going to go back to kind of like these family-owned clubs from people that are from England. And then what even what does that mean for, for the clubs as well? Does it just mean they're not going to be able to compete on the world stage? Would we be happy if, if English teams weren't competitive in the Champions League, for instance, or in Europe, or even in, you know, the Euros and World Cups and all that stuff, because we'd like the the, the, the English clubs to kind of go back to a bit more of a traditional setting. I, I actually have no idea. I'm just kind of like, I'm just thinking, is is it is it a massive issue that we have all these clubs that are being owned by foreign investors, essentially? I actually don't know the answer. Only, I think... Only if it starts to influence the game. I think the biggest thing... Like the Super League, for instance. Potentially the Super League, if they started doing like the 39th game or whatever. Or whatever yeah, it was. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the World Tour. If they started doing like kickoffs at, at unreasonable times to what if, fit what if, other what audiences. If the, what if the first penalty was sponsored by Coca-Cola? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I think there's certain things where it's like, once we start losing it, I think football lost a lot of fans recent, uh, over the last few years just purely through rule changes. Like, yeah, yeah. like the game at the top is not as recognisable as, as lower league. And I, things like diving, I think it's a big issue. The like, side rule doesn't work anymore. Yeah, certain things have been done, and you're like, it's that. That's when it comes an issue. When they'll be like, okay, we we need to protect our players so much that we're going to ban heading of the top level. We're going to uh, ban tackles. Um, we want more goals and, and potentially end up with basketball scores. And it's just like that's when I think people would say, do you know what? I would I'd rather us not do well in Europe and and have a team that actually performs better at lower league, but. For now, no, while, while it's still entertaining. Well, do you think there would ever be an instance where you would stop watching football there? No. Um, no, I'd still watch it, but I, I must admit, like, the last few years, with, with, mainly it's just the time wasting, the cheating and the diving. It made, it made it hard. It seems like the, maybe the last year and a half, they've got a little bit better at it. And I feel like when there was no fans in the stadium, there seemed to be a little less, like, play acting. But there was a period where I was like, this is actually quite unbearable. Like mm. at the mm. time, you know, if your team is, goes 1-0 down with 20 minutes to go, that ball's only going to be in play for about two what minutes. was it? The, the Barca PSG semis or something where it was just like, yeah. there was like two snipers on the roof of the arena. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, taking but, out. While, while players like Salah continue to do what they do this yeah. weekend and last weekend and the weekend before, you can't not watch it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. still a good product for the most part. And it's like, I think it, we've got pretty good access to as much football as we want, as much or as little. And it's like, maybe we won't watch it as much as we did in the past or whatever. But, you know. I, know what I do think will happen, though. I do think, and you're seeing it this season a lot, but the women's game is finally starting to get a bit of traction. You're finally seeing it, like, you, like even just little things, like, because I get BBC notifications on the sport updates. They update on the women's game and the men's game now. And, like, yeah. you, they talk about it on Match of the Day. They talk about it, like, here. You, you see it being talked about a lot. And I think if, if the men's game goes so far the other way, eventually, that it becomes unwatchable, then you will end up, actually, with people watching the women's game or other levels of the game and happy just because they love football, just want to watch a game of football that actually isn't full of idiots or with stupid rules. 
Mm. Yeah, I've watched the women's football this season. Um, but I did, I did watch. Who was on the other? Who was on like two weeks ago? Arsenal, Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton. Arsenal, yeah, and and the stadium was it was a small stadium. It was like a League Two stadium, and it was half empty. And my girlfriend was just like, "This is sad. Turn it off." <laughs> it <was just> like, <laughs> it's like, look at it. It's like it's like a training match. There was so many empty seats and no atmosphere. It's like, turn this off. I was like, oh yeah, might as well. Uh, there you go. Well, another sad uh, uh, match you probably watched was Man United. Once again, let's just see. We keep talking about we can out. Yeah, how long has he got? Yeah. How long's Oli got? Do you know what? That's, let's not try and harp on this too long because we keep talking about that. But yeah, how long has he got? Does is he has he earned enough cachet where he's going to last the rest of the season? Well, or, I, read, I read an article this morning on the Athletic that said exactly that. They were saying internally, exactly. externally, everyone, externally, everyone's going mad. Internally. They're totally fine. They're they're not moved going anywhere. Ollie's completely safe. They just gave him his new contract last year up until 2024. There's no suggestion at all at the moment. Now I think if they lose the next two or three games, which is Atlanta, Liverpool, City, whoever, you know, Spurs, all the next games are big games. If he loses all of them, I think it's a different it's a different situation. Yeah, because we got we got Atalanta twice, Tottenham and Liverpool and City. There are uh, next that, opponents. So if he loses them all. How how if he loses if he loses the first one against Atalanta, I think he has to be considered to to go because like who who comes in then like uh, you, uh, yeah, I've, I've just been saying Zidane. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I, don't yeah, yeah. I don't understand the Zidane one. What based on what I think Mark just wants to Premier League. He doesn't speak English. Like what proof have he got of bringing through youth and playing good football? Like what what's Zidane what, actually what did he, done? He he stabilized Madrid. He. He won the league with Madrid. He won the Champions League back to back. He went back to Madrid and won the league. He's worked with Ronaldo. He's worked like, yeah, it's like, oh, he doesn't talk English, but so, do, so does a lot of our starting yeah. 11. Like, like it's two, a, English players, two, three English players on the side. I think that English thing is a bit yeah. overrated these days. I, I, everyone speaks so many different languages. It, right now, if who's out there, I, I would go Zidane because I'm like, well, he's worked with Ronaldo. He's worked like, he's shown he can stabilize a club quite quickly when he took the Real Madrid job the first time it, they were in trouble he won the Champions League that year when he went back there he only went back because they were in trouble so he's shown that he can so if you say what has he done he's literally on paper he's done what we want and so on short term to come in and win a trophy and then what he hasn't proved is oh, but a that's, longer that's term. not what I want at all. I don't want someone to come in short term win a trophy. We had that with Mourinho. He came in short term, won a trophy, and broke everything. It's, if we do need to win it, we've, it back. we've gone like six years without or five years without a trophy. Yes, because Mourinho won the European Cup. Yeah, but we, we need to win something. You know, it's such a mess of it. It's taken two, three years to fix it all, which is we're now back probably where we were when at the start of Mourinho's reign in a really, really strong squad with a you know good position. And an opportunity to then kick on. We won the league, we won a cup, and then it all went shit, as happens with Mourinho. You don't want someone to come in and win a cup and it will go shit again. Otherwise, you're going to no, have but at some point, years of crap. At some point, you do have to win trophies. But what, right? but what you're looking at, Mark, I think is that I think there's, the reason why the Premier League is such an important thing to win versus like cups and stuff is that it's a much more accurate reflection of of the stand in which your club is at. If you you can win a cup, you can win an Arsenal won two fucking FA Cups, you know. You can win these things and, and have a good tournament on any given year. But if you compete for the Premier League and you're up there and you win it, 
that says to me that your club is in a much more solvent position to maybe have a run for a couple of years. If you win the Premier League, chances are you're the favourite for the next season, if not one of the favourites, and maybe the year after that, unless you have an absolute capitulation or you're a Leicester City. Or you're a Leicester City. Well, I think what you're talking to, Dan, is you want you don't want a short-term fix for a long-term problem. You want you want proof that this club's going to be in a position where now you can compete with Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, year in, year out, and, and compete for Premier Leagues and then hopefully more. I always think that Cups are like supplementary to what you want to do is essentially just win the league, you know? I, I don't know. I bet, yeah, agree would mind and disagree. So, like, obviously, for years, I've said long-term solution. Like, But at some point, that you go five, six years, and you're like, okay, we're, our progress is slow here. Then you start looking at our youngsters that have come through, like Rashford, Green, Greenwood. And, and I'm like, I look at Rashford, he's only a couple of years older, and I'm like, I see a guy who's, who's accepting losing, and I think that's down to not winning trophies. Like, they talk a lot. In, so is that Rashford in, or Ole? Uh, Rashford. I think oh. he's accepted losing like we've lost he's lost a couple finals when he loses matches he 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 doesn't look like a bruno like well, he, and, well, he, missed, he missed the penalty for england <laughs> yeah well, it's interesting ollie said, and, and ollie it, said to him this week that he wants him to focus more on football and stuff than kind of his extracurriculars he's on every third yeah. advert now yeah, yeah and and that's fine like if you're now he's dyed his hair that, purple, but, uh was it blonde you know that's that's always a cry for help yeah yeah and i just don't like that I think when you're young, if you win a trophy, you could get a taste of what it's like to win. Like you see, as much as people moan about Ronaldo Strops or like Bruno crying, you can see it hurts them not to win. And you and that's probably why Portugal have won because they don't want to lose. Where like England, yeah, we get into finals and semi-finals, and our teams just they don't they look more upset about themselves than than the fact they lost. Do you know like? Oh God, I've missed the penalty. It's like, no, I want you to be sad you've lost. Like how close you got to winning, and they don't. I, I just feel that acceptance is starting to slip into the team. It sounds like Ali's going to start to make some changes, and so maybe he's seeing something that. And even Pogba said it that maybe there's like something where there's a bit of flatness within their team. But well, the reality yeah. is, it needs a really strong manager to be able to go in and make some difficult decisions because someone like Sancho, who was you know bought for 60, 70 million, who's meant to be the next big thing, is having an absolutely shocking season for whatever reason, whether he's being played right, he's not confident, you know, settling in, whatever. But he shouldn't be playing right now because he's not playing well. Well, but I he thought was... he was good in the first half. See, this is what I've been struggling with the last few weeks is Pogba was awful. Like... Pogba just does nothing when he's not got the ball. The play runs by him. He he was at fault for so much going on. Remember the first like, three games of the season, how we were all talking yeah. about how Pogba was the greatest oh, thing this last yeah. time. In my team over Bruno. This so is then, yeah, so then you're like, okay, he does nothing when we, we're not on the ball. And the problem is, is that's been highlighted now because Ronaldo does nothing when we got the ball, when we don't yeah. have the ball. And Matic drops too deep and... Obviously, McTominay was on the bench and Fred weren't playing. So I was like, there's there's a huge gap in the middle where we basically got an unfit Maguire, Lindelof and Matic as three centre-backs and absolutely nothing in front of them. And then he subs off Sancho, who was actually had a little bit of something about him. Rashford did look quite good when he came on. Like maybe he's, he's back to full fitness, but 
My issue recently is that the subs don't match the performance. Cavani was our best player in the last match. He got subbed. Like Sancho was one of our better players in the first half. He got subbed. And it's like, I, that, there is a weakness there where he's, he's decided he subs before the game. He's like, oh, Sancho, I'm going to give you 60 minutes. And Sancho is one of our better players for 60 minutes. He comes off, then we lose. And obviously Sancho doesn't have a good game because he's only played 60 minutes in a game that we ended up going on to lose. So well, I do have one piece of good news. Go on. I'm about to take Ronaldo on my team. So he's basically going to start bagging goals week in, week out. Good news. That is good news. Who are you swapping in for? Lukaku? Uh, fuck no. Wilson. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I Wilson always scores. Always. Yeah. Kane's just scored his first Premier League goal. So now, you know, maybe he'll start. But the funny thing about Kane is he's got 10 goals this season already. Everyone's going on like he's had a terrible start. He just doesn't Where, score. though? Because well, he's got, got a hat-trick in the, that conference league. Conference league. league. He's got <laughs> the hat-trick in the cup. Like, he has actually... Like, you're goals. talking about farmers, like. Yeah. You're talking he's about farmers. This season, though, and not even about... they take the Mick farmers. Legitimate. Yeah. Real they're, like, they're, like, <laughs> they're, like, they're like the farmers' apprentices. They're you not even like fully-fledged farmers. You know what I mean? They're like learning their craft. You can only score against whoever you're playing, whoever's in front of you. He can't help it. He's getting shit teams put in front of him. And he's the guy scored nearly 10 goals this season. It's like eight, six weeks into the season. But everyone's going on like, oh my God, what a drought. Can't believe he's not scored he in the scored Premier League. He scored his first yet. Premier League goal. I know, but it's not like he hasn't been scoring ever. And the whole thing, the whole thing with England. Did you have a big hard on for fucking Kane. Like, why are you defending him like this? Because he scored for England. He scored in fifteen goal games in a row, and then the one game he doesn't score, they're going on like, "Oh my god, Kane! His his head's the not final. Close. His no, no. The last week in the England oh. game, Kane didn't score, and they're like, "Oh, his head's not right. I can't believe it. When he came back, like he's not going to score again. You know, he scored in the last fifteen games in a row for England. Like, chill out." Uh, I don't know. I think you're you're being a bit too kind. Uh, yeah, his first I don't think it's, it season. can't be the last fifteen in a row. It is. Yeah. You cost like what's he cost like eleven point five in fantasy football? If you cost that much, England haven't played fifteen games since we played Italy. In it, like, I know there's been a lot <laughs> of international qualifiers. Breaks. Sorry, qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, what's he qualifiers in a row. Just coming up with some fake stats now. It was qualifiers in a row. Sorry, obviously not including yeah. the Yeah, but in qualifiers, you have one potentially two good teams in your group, isn't it? So yeah. it's all good smashing. It's not bringing this, yeah. this Carabao Cup of a European fucking league or whatever we're talking about. The nothing cup. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, my, point, my point is the media get hyped about stuff after one game, like with Ollie, like with uh, Steve Bruce. With like after today, Steve Bruce is gonna he's gonna have a nightmare week. Of course he is. I, do you know? I don't see. I don't think he's gonna make the week. To be fair, I mean that they're just poor, man. Newcastle are just poor. I don't think he's gonna make the week. Um, just a little one on, on Raheem Sterling. I said to you earlier, Dan, you wasn't aware, but apparently he's not happy with his playing time at Man United, uh, Man City. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. Big deal, not a big deal? Well, uh, depends. did you actually hear, did you actually listen to the, the what he said? to the Because no. you know how they love to, love to take a headline. Like, it, it totally different. It's different if someone says, oh, would you would you ever play abroad? Like, yeah, I'd play abroad, yeah. Like, yeah, maybe. Like, in uh, Raheem the Sterling wants to play like, for boom. Boom, headline, Raheem Sterling not happy, wants to play abroad. It's like, all right, calm down. He was just asked, would he ever play abroad? Yes, he said, yeah, I'd be interested. Like, that's not like, I hate my life, I'm leaving, I can't believe they're not playing me. Like, again, it's just the media spinning headlines, but I'm sure he wants to be playing at, what's he, 27, 26, something? Uh, He knows he's going to play for England, so maybe he's fine just hanging out at City and, I mean, they haven't got strikers, so he'll probably be their striker soon. I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't see him leaving. I can't see him going anywhere, to be fair. I think it's just one of those things where, yeah, he's not playing as much. Maybe someone commented on it and he just said, yeah, I'm not playing as much as I like, but, you know, I still love it at the club, no doubt. And he just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Unless you know, I think it just depends who wants him. No one in the Premier League would take him. Newcastle would take him in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. But, yeah, <laughs> Newcastle. Well, look, he went to Man City when Man City yeah. got money. So that's what um, I mean. Yeah, he's he's shown himself. He's not like he's the, the, guy. the most loyal. Yeah, he would do it. Yes. He would do it. No, there you go. Um, do you want to talk about any of the games or just go to results? Uh, I enjoyed the Villa Wolves game. That was great. That was just yeah. one of those ones where it's like on match of the day or any any kind of like post match stuff. You can't talk it through. It's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's an anomaly. It's like you can't the break Midland, it down. The Midland derby. Uh, yeah, very, yeah. To be fair to Wolves, like I know we were talking about at the start of the season, Mark. I think was it one of your predictions about Wolves maybe going down? It was yeah. concern about Wolves, but they they've been brilliant actually. They've been a bit unfortunate not to get more points this season. There's been a few games they've lost one 0 where they've been the better team, and I think it was only a matter of time before they start scoring more goals because they're they're right up there, like top three, top four for all the chances they've created, and they, they should have scored way more goals. So, um, weird because Villa dominated the first half and John McGinn was amazing but um, yeah ridiculous comeback just a shame that final free kick was shit yeah through. it was a bit naff yeah. annoyingly I was watching it and then um, you text Wolves wow so, and uh, I, I, the free kick was just about to be taken so I was like, ah, hey, sorry. This, this is going in. I was like you know you're watching a three o'clock Wolves game when United are playing yeah I managed to, to watch it's a, it's a shame I, that over here we don't get the coverage that other countries get. So yeah. I, I managed to anyway. see the Australia Optus Sports, which is like the Australian version of Sky Sports, and they had like Man United Leicester on. And then any time a chance or a goal happens in another game, it will jump to it and then go back to Man United Leicester. But the Wolves game went on like a few minutes later, so it just switched. Oh, okay. to it. You're like, oh, what we got here? I turned on the 5:30 game after on Sky Sports, and it was like the most boring pundits going. I was like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we need to up our game here. So, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's really hard to see. I know it's against a bad Watford side. It's really hard to see any any team doing better than Liverpool in the league this season. I know that... I know uh, that only I know until, that, not only until the African nations. You reckon? Yeah, you reckon exactly. yeah, but they're going to lose Salah and Mane. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who are they going to replace them with? Jota? No. Well, yeah, but then what? Like that's it. So they're they having. There's no. You can't replace Salah. The way what Salah is doing at the moment, what he's been doing all season, is just next level. Absolutely different class. Yeah, it's actually a shame for the. It's almost like Liverpool need to get a little head start, so that during the African Nations they can just yeah. try and hold on. It was a bit like do you remember Suarez when he got banned for eight games. Yeah, and yeah. They won one. They won all eight one nil. It was just like, do that, just survive until they're back, isn't it? Well, and they could do that with their defence. They potentially could do that if they just shut up shop. They probably could just hang on. Um, I do worry that Liverpool are going to get away, uh, are just going to run away with things at the moment because I don't see how... You, their defence is like ridiculous. Van Dijk's back. The attack, Salah is outrageous. I mean, they look serious again, real serious, which is annoying. Leeds, Leeds definitely fraudulent. Are you ready to say it? Definitely well, it's tough with Leeds because they didn't have time. Rafinha or Bamford or Phillips, their three best players playing. And when, they, and when their win percentage when Phillips doesn't play is like basically none. So they only win games when Phillips plays. So uh, it's no surprise that they lost, to be honest. Um, 
but I think I still, I mean, I'm still saying, I think they'll be all right. They've got enough talent and enough thing to stay up. But, you know, you look at the teams, you're like outside of Burnley and um, Norwich, Newcastle, Leeds, Palace. Are really good. Like, yeah. Norwich and the, the only saving grace for teams like Leeds and Watford and, and, and anyone else that's kind of in and around that is that literally like Newcastle, Norwich and Burnley are trying to race for who can be the worst team. Not- I think Newcastle will turn it around. I think they'll bring in a new manager. They'll get a bounce. They'll have to, yeah. Um, Watford, who knows, right, with Ranieri. I thought at home with new manager, actually, you know, early kickoff after the international break, I thought if there's ever a chance Watford have got against Liverpool, yesterday was it. Um, it was like they just didn't want to play football. It was like they were Yeah, it was, it was it such was like, you so talk about ones that like training ground kind of stuff. It was, oh, it was so embarrassing. Stupid how much they played around them. It was so dumb. It was like, they're not even professional footballers here. It was so stupid. Yeah, it was like a game in the park. I mean, it was... Yeah. Know, it was like playing, like, we're going to do 10 versus 11 and the attacking team has the advantage. Let's go. But I'd be, if I'm Ranieri walking into that, I'd be worried. Now, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. So maybe everyone was on international duties, so they just come back. So he didn't have time with anyone. Fine. But I'd be nervous about that. He's a good manager. Like, he's a good enough manager really? to get a few wins for them and get them out of relegation zone. So yeah. at this point, I'm not worried for him. Um, we'll see later on. Just uh, Yeah, I'm not too fussed about them. I'd be worried. Yeah, I would. Like, yeah, very. Like, I'm I think what... Norwich are just so bad though. Like I, I didn't see. I saw a couple of clips from the game because they highlight when there's a big chance and not that Norwich striker, the American young guy, missed the open goal. It's Targent. Targent. Open goal. It's just. It's like he just. What was was he doing? He's he's not even trying to score. I was like. I would have sent. I would have taken him off straight away if I was the manager. Yeah, you are out of here. Did you see it then? The keeper comes out. Like outside the box, sort of misses open goal. the ball. Open goal. He passes it so soft that the, the defender clears it, but I don't think the ball makes it. It even made it to the line, innit? It, it, it would have stopped before the line. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. that slow. It was so like, ridiculous. You need to watch it. It's so bizarre. I would have. Yeah. Oh, man. So the, the thing with Norwich, I, yeah, they're going down, right? Of course they're going down. But don't forget their first four, we like, were what, five, six games in the season. <laughs> They've played Liverpool, City, uh, Man United. Uh, whoever else they played like they played all the big teams and their first four games were ridiculous so uh, yeah. give them another four or five games wait till we've played ten and then let's judge them but they're going yeah, down l- luckily, I don't know if they'll be as bad as everyone yeah. thinks they're away to Chelsea next so it starts yeah, getting well, easier and they're at home to Leeds so they'll get, a, they'll get three points against Leeds Brentford will be a tough one I think it was the it was officially like the hardest start to any season for a new promoted team ever in the fixture list like it was ridiculous I'm calling it now and I might even put it in the in the box now in two weeks time I'm going Norwich at home to beat Leicester City I'm calling it now <laughs> you mean Leicester Leeds. Uh, Leeds rather Leeds yeah Leeds City <laughs> two weeks time <laughs> um, should we do results league yeah Oh, I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember who I picked. Well, Mark, you you picked Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. Oh, uh, so that's tomorrow night. Uh, I was being offered tickets, but I cannot go. So, um, little preview on the old Vieira. Oh, the 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 uh, Arsenal legend captains cup. I've been calling it Vieira versus Arteta. Uh, <laughs> I think this is one of those. Well, like most games this season, it's just be one of those ones where. Someone like Zaha was just make us feel like dickheads and uh, smash us to bits, but we'll see. You know, I don't know. You'd like to think you'd like to think this would be a game that Arteta would instill in his side. We can't lose to Vieira, 
I really want to get a win here. Let's try our best. But then will the players follow him? I have no idea. So no idea either. But uh, you you made a good call going for West Ham to beat Everton away. Yeah, yeah. I thought I, I was surprised that they, they didn't score more, to be fair. Um but uh, that was good and it was a nice, nice goal there at the end for me to at least get an away win. So yeah, I, I, West Ham half, be... I watched the second half of that game. I missed the first half, but I mean, West Ham didn't look like they were going to concede really at all. I mean, Everton, I don't know what to make David Moyes said he set the target to be top four this year. Well, I'm not surprised. You know, the way they're playing and the, the kind of attacking output that they're getting, I'm not surprised. They're so solid at the back. And Antonio is on a different level at the moment. Yeah. And when they were in the top four, I think a year ago or two years ago, he was like, no, no, this is like it. This is us above, uh, above our like station, whatever. And he played it down. And I, I actually think I remember him being labeled sort of unambitious. But this season, he is like, no, we're, we're actually trying to make top four, which means he's seen something in that team, which he didn't two years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, well, they're, they're one point off it. So Antonio's playing. Antonio's playing like he's just he's, he's playing like a absolute stud. Like he's playing so well. This is easy the best football he's ever played. I mean, he's doing a right as a striker for right back. That's for sure. Yeah. So, so I, Declan Rice is Declan Rice is playing amazing. I was just about to say for me there are there are there are teams doing work. Like when you look at Chelsea, we always look at Kante and be like, he's so important to that team. He makes such a difference. You look at that West Ham team, and when you what even just a half of football. Declan Rice is just on a different level to everyone he else. Them out, like, he bails them out. He's so good at that in that position. If you stuck him in the main United team, or you stuck him in the even the Arsenal team, or in any of those teams, he would make such a difference. Like, what a player! And, he, and and that's the thing. His position is actually the one United needs. So it yeah. is it. Anyway, yeah, yes. Yeah. So I went three one. They got one nil. So that's one point for the result and one for the away win. That's two points for me. Danny went Brighton, Norwich. 2-0, no goals. Absolutely not. 0-0. I think Brian hit the post twice, didn't they? Three times. Classic They're still doing a while. What are they, fourth? Yeah, yeah still fourth in the league. Fucking hell, unbelievable. You know, I, I, I saw read this morning that Oli hired his first data analyst today for Man United, or their first data science lead or something. Mm. First in their history. And I'm like, Brighton have, been, have had about 30 for about 10 years now. Uh, and May United have signed their first one. It's just ridiculous. And where did Brighton finish in the league? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's not the point. The point is how have they got this? How have they got this far without using without any of that stuff? I think the likes of um, Brentford are showing everyone how it's done. Uh, we'll get Mark scored tomorrow. He said two one Crystal Palace to yeah. beat Arsenal. Hopefully not. Have you got your two points or four points? We'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got mine. Go for it. Um, so I mentioned Wolves. I think they're looking good. I think they're getting back to their attacking best. Adama looks quality, actually, at the moment. Um, I think <laughs> good old Leeds. Pretty sure Bamford's still out. Phillips might still be out. So that's a dead cert loss. So I'm going to go for Wolves to beat Leeds. Uh, and I'll go for a cheeky 3-1. I reckon I'll catch him on the oh, break at the end. You think you'd get in some of these high scores? Goodness me. Well, Leeds love to concede goals. That's true. Have you got one, Mark? I'm caught between two results. I've got one. So you go yours because I've got two in that. If you, uh, I'll if go you for South, Southampton to beat Burnley at home. Easy peasy. I need one of each, not picked them for anything. Southampton to beat Burnley at home. And I'm only going to go 1-0. I, I was actually going to go 1-0 the other way. Um, Do it. 
I thought Southampton but, looked really good yesterday. Yeah, I do you know what? I was because my other one I was going to do United to beat Liverpool, but Ooh. I might save Liverpool's loss to later in the season. So I'm going to go Burnley to beat Southampton one 0 Why do you want to save it till later? Do you not? Do um, you not no, that's exactly what I was well, thinking. I was saving. Okay, yeah, just purely from a, an, an odds point of view, Liverpool are more likely to, to lose well, when no, they don't have Salah or money. Yeah, I'm waiting till the African Cup of Nations and they've got some injuries and then I'll pick them to lose. Because at the moment, they don't look like losing anything. Uh, anything else? I think that's it. We've got no chance. Fantasy football. Did you do yeah. the... Um, who did the um, all-talk transfer last week? I can't remember. Should have been Mark, I think. Yeah, I did it. Game. What did I do? Was it Werner? Did you bring Werner in? Yeah, probably. So I was just looking at the fact this week. I'm pretty sure, although you both still have a player playing tomorrow, I'm pr- you yeah. need one player to score about 20-something points each to overtake me. So I'm pretty sure I'll get it this week. If Most I do. Well, you've got Cresswell coming off the bench as well. So Yeah, that's what I mean. I've got, yeah. I've got, got nine points coming off the bench. Yeah, you're yeah I brought Werner in and I took Dakar out. Because that's useless. <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> Literally, he's played like one minute all season. So I was like, we got to get rid of him. <laughs> he goes and scores. Uh, I, if uh, again, it's probably going to be mine. If it is my sub, I'll wait till tomorrow for definite. But uh, we're going to have to get rid of Leno because uh, one, he doesn't play, and Sanchez has got City and Liverpool in the next two. So we kind of need a backup. The all talk team's flying though. Because that's yeah, basically, right. if Leno doesn't play tomorrow, it's on 42. And then it's got Saka captain. And Rafinha's not played, so it's got another point coming off the bench. Yeah, it's not, it's not done as badly as um, it has done in previous years. It seems to be a bit... A bit... Weirdly, all those sort of middle rate, like the Saka, Trossard, Rafinha, those kind of middle range price ones are all doing quite well this year as mids. Um, I think it's because when they've, they've reclassified some of the strikers, they've messed up mm. some of the, the scoring. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be taking out Leno probably and bringing in, I don't know who, maybe Raya, the Brentford keeper, someone like that. Um, Should we go front feedback for then? Yeah. Uh, I'll go first with this one, if that's okay. Uh, in my back four this week is COVID testing. COVID testing is in my back four this week. Do you hear this week? Wolverhampton, they might be doing all right in their football team, but certainly not with their testing for PCR tests and apparently they I think close to like 40,000 or over 40,000 people have got wrong um, negative tests and we had loads of people who had who were actually positive and I think like this was brought up with um, some GPs around the UK because people were phoning and saying they felt ill got the test that was sent to Wolverhampton and, and then told that it was a negative test so just more blunders when it comes to this whole COVID stuff I'm over it I need us to go back to normal I don't want this to be much of a consideration anymore and uh, this is just another reason as to why you're going to fuel some of these people that are against lockdowns, against vaccinations, against all these actions that have been taken towards COVID. And uh, yeah, not a good look for them and the government and whoever else. I'm just sure if it is just Wolverhampton, because it wasn't it Spurs today, Son and a few others all tested positive last week. It turns out it was all false positives. So yeah. none of them went to play today and it turns out they all can because they weren't real results. All this stuff is... Well, they like, paid like someone off. Yeah, all that. <laughs> just uh, like wait, we need and the pink getting pinged and pandemic, and you know, it's just all of this stuff. It's hard to, you know, it's so difficult to kind of work within any kind of boundaries because every time 
they put something, some kind of circumstance or situation where we need to do to manage ourselves, it turns out that it's not as effective as as, as, as it's supposed to be. So it's like, I don't know. I think it's, you're going to need to go back for. Uh, oh, oh, well, I'll get a, do my front three right quick. Uh, my front three, was that my back four? Oh, yeah, front three this week. They're, basically, they're both bad. I just don't really know how to change this into a positive <laughs> statement. So yeah. I'll just say my front three this week is retroactive action. Um, retrospective action. Retrospective action, not retroactive. That's like going ahead of it, right? <laughs> Radioactive. Uh... <laughs> Radioactive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Hulk. Hulk is back. No. Um, uh, John Gruden. Yeah, John, don't, 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 don't. No comic book movies. Terrible stuff. Uh, John Gruden, do you know who he is? X. John Gruden, yeah, the, the NFL um, head coach. X head coach. He's just... Um, he's left the New Orleans, not New Orleans, what's wrong with me? Las Vegas Raiders, uh, because of some emails he sent eight years ago when he was working at ESPN, which involved a lot of racial and homophobic uh, slurs and words and stuff. If you're going to send emails with abusive language, do not do it from your work account. Rule <laughs> number one, all right? Rule number that two That would is- be your rule one. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, but don't do it at work. Yeah, just use your own personal account or just send it. <laughs> yeah. Use Twitter. Yeah. Use yeah, no, them on Twitter, obviously. Yeah. No, rule number one is if you're going to commit a crime, don't use checks with your personal name on it. Uh, that, the second one is, yeah, don't do it from your work account. Yeah, um, John Gruden just sent a bunch of emails around to um, one of his friends, a guy called Bruce Allen, who you don't need to know, but essentially sent a lot of offensive um, emails about uh, the the union reps, uh, the head of the union rep is a black guy and described them as a uh, Michelin man with lips or something like that. And was uh, said bad stuff about the commissioner, Roger Goodell, um, pictures of cheerleaders in their underwear and a whole bunch of bad stuff, which was eight years ago. All on his work emails. Yeah, so someone someone just surprisingly released it. And then now you know that all, all coaches, all teams have just been like, we need to purge all of our, yeah, our systems. Of, everything. Like, everything. Yeah. Delete everything. We're only sending faxes or we're sending carrier pigeons. We're not doing <laughs> this anymore. You know, John Gruden's like, it's sort of so funny about some of these footballing guys. Because, you know, we talk about analytics and stuff and some of these coaches are old and they're like, I don't even, they don't even know, they've never had a proper job in their life. They don't even understand what computers are or how it will work yeah. or that someone can view them. And, Clearly he didn't because he was like, this is, no one's ever going to see this because this is just my personal email. <laughs> and lo and behold, <laughs> you've just left a trail of shit and um, yeah, lost your job. I mean, he'll be okay. He was, a, he, he was, he had the highest contract of any NFL head coach in the history of time, which was. Is that right? 10 years, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Which How is many years in was he? Like three? Three years. Yeah. Three years. So, 10 year contract. You, the guy's old as well. Isn't he? It's like 60s. It was a crazy contract. I mean, the owner, the owner, Mark Davis, is um is a lunatic as well. You can see him, Google him, check his haircut. That's someone <laughs> making bad choices. Um, so yeah, there you go. Oh, uh, there you go. I like the your your country though. That was, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I just couldn't think of anything positive yeah. this week. Yeah. Well, I might as well go with it. You'd be pleased to know my back four this week is Kyrie Irving. Oh yes. Which uh, I was surprised you didn't mention. Actually, I thought you might do with with your comment. Um, I don't know if you've seen. I assume Mark, you know the story, but for those that haven't, uh, Kyrie Irving. How would Mark know it? He doesn't even know who Kyrie Irving is. Well, it's been pretty big news. He, he plays for the Brooklyn Nets basketball, 
Um, I don't even know who the Brooklyn Nets. If you never said Brooklyn say, Nets, yeah. I wouldn't have known. All right, well, fine. He's a he's a pretty decent basketball player on a pretty big contract, doing a pretty good job on that team. Uh, and he um, also a legitimate weirdo, like fully uh, yeah, fit. a legitimate weirdo for sure. Um, he but he has been banned. <laughs> he's been banned from playing and training with the team because he refuses to get vaccinated. So um, this is a really interesting one, I think, because. He also York, thinks the earth is flat. Well, New York's have a vaccine mandate, which is for another day, and it's not a political conversation we need to get into whether it's right or wrong. There are reasons for and against it, obviously. But they have a mandate, which is if you're not vaccinated, you can't basically can't go to work, you can't do things, which I think is a problem in itself. But yeah, I know, if he just came out and said, like, I'm anti-vax and I'm not doing this, blah, 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 and this is why. But, but he's, he's come out and be like, look, I'm not anti-vax. Like, I get it and I, I get the benefit. I just don't want it. And they're like, well, you can't play then because we can't risk you giving the rest of the team COVID because it will screw us up. We're going for, you know, if you give the rest of the team COVID, we have to forfeit games. Like there's a rule in New York that says you have to have vaccine. So and they, and only one, they only, in New York, you only need to get one vaccine. You don't need to be double jabbed. You only need to get the he's, one. He's turned around. And so I get his point of view, which is like, he's like, was my body. I don't want to put a vaccine in it. I don't know what it will do to me. So no. And they said, well, then you can't play. And he's gone, all right, fine. But the problem is they still have to pay him his contract. So he'll still probably get paid his millions. He's going to sit on the sideline for whatever. I mean, I don't know what. Um, and they interviewed him last week. Uh, he did his first like um, interview since all this came out. And he was like, look, I'm not really an anti-vaxxer. Like, uh, you know, um, I, I get it. I think it can work. I just don't want to do it for me. And they're like, but can you see how what you're doing is almost like making a stand and supporting the anti-vaxxers and he's like no, no, no it's none of that no no i'm just doing it for me and they're like well what's his name uh kyrie irving kyrie irving k-y-r-i-e but um either he feels really strongly and he wants to lead this charge and fight but he's sort of sitting on the fence doesn't really care has no real doesn't realize what he's doing and also just, well, the, the thing with, i felt the like thing i watched the interview and i i did see an american athlete talking about not getting the vaccine and i thought he talked yeah. quite well no, that, I think that might have been, I, I don't know how much he's been speaking, but I feel like Kevin Durant spoke on his behalf as well. Yeah, Kevin Durant that. spoke on his behalf. But yeah. the thing with Kyrie, oh, okay. that like Kyrie wants to, Kyrie does legitimately, from my, from my point of view, wants to do his own thing. So he doesn't want to necessarily lead people a certain way. But because he's getting questioned about it, he's, it's hard for him to avoid it. He has no concern about really what the, the general wider optics about it are. Yeah, he made yeah. a comment about bringing awareness just because he's trying to cover his own back. He just wants to do his own thing. I mean, like, before every game, he goes around to burn sage around the court and starts waving it around. I mean, he's like, yeah, he believes the earth's flat. And when he was questioned on that, he's like, why is anyone bothered about what I just said? Well, you know, you're a prominent figure. He just said the world's flat. You, uh, what do you expect? You know, he's like, why is there so much attention? And yeah, he just, that's, this, he this is what he did my back for, because he doesn't realise he's putting himself up as the voice, the guy who's leading the charge on anti-vax and blah, blah, blah. And he actually isn't. He doesn't care about any of that. He just has his own agenda and is doing his own thing, but he, he's missed the point completely. He's a strange guy. He's, a, he's an odd guy. He's known to be an odd guy. And um, oh, he's um, known to be an odd guy. Well, he's going to uh, sit, yeah. sit on the sidelines and earn a lot of money for the time being. Good for him, because because he's that good. They'll keep him for a season and let him sit on the bench and play next season. Maybe well, he's allowed. I mean, who knows how long this will go He's on. too good of a player. Like, the, the basketball's different. They'll, they will sit you for a season or two just because you're that good, because you'll never get a generational talent like him. Like, he's, he's legitimately like one of the best players that's ever played the game. He's unreal. So they'll wait. Maybe. Um, in my front three, more positive news, 
Uh, my front three is a city in Canada, actually the city of North Vancouver. So, and uh, this might interest you, Mark, because you mentioned this a while ago when we were talking about it, but they announced on Thursday... North Vancouver? Uh, well, no, um, what I'm going to tell you. They announced on Thursday that they are, gonna, they are becoming the world's first ever city to be heated entirely from Bitcoin, Bitcoin mining. <laughs> so, not only are they producing Bitcoin, but they are using the thermal energy from their com- country um, out in Western Canada uh, to heat the entire city. So they have free energy now. So we've got this massive energy crisis over here. And then over there, I've gone, hey, I know what we can do. We've got waterfalls. We've got all this hydropower. We've got everything. We're going to mine Bitcoin and the heat that comes out of that and the energy it produces, we're going to use that to um, funnel into our network to create free energy for the whole town. So the entire city is now completely running on free energy and they're mining Bitcoin on the back of it. Genius. I've got a second-hand car I want to sell them too. I mean, is that not clever though? Like, uh, talk about. I don't know. I mean, Bitcoin's a myth anyway. You're gonna. uh, For me, it sounds like they're just gonna get. Regardless, they're gonna fuel their city with energy from what? An air source of nothing. Bitcoin's nothing. How can it produce heat? It's nothing. It's not like you can burn. How can it? No, they're mining it. So to mine it, to mine Bitcoin, you need laptops and you need computers and you need huge infrastructure to be running, and that creates energy and power. And so they, that energy that it creates, the power that it makes, they create thermal energy and they move that into the grid and they use that as energy. Dan, just assume that I'm the John Gruden of this show yet. I ain't got a clue what the fuck you're talking about. It well, means nothing to them. Anyway, that's what they're doing. So they are pow- the, the power of Bitcoin. Not only is it doing other things, it's now powering entire cities. Yeah, well, we'll see when the blackout hits. That's my front three. All right. So I'll start with my uh, front three. I'll is... start with my front three. <laughs> Sir Michael Caine. Um, I don't oh. know if you saw. He uh, it was trending this week that he's retired. Uh, Michael Caine. I've, I've yeah. got a Michael Caine. Retired from what? Acting. So there's a film what... coming out literally like in the next couple of weeks with him. Uh, probably filmed ages ago, but he I did come out. The reason it's in my front three is because he came out and said, "No, I'm not retiring." Um, but (laughs) loads of official sources have all come out and said he's retiring so then loads of quite funny memes came out about who's Christopher Nolan gonna cast as his father figure now Um, after hearing the news Nolan's retiring from directing so uh, yeah there's quite a quite a link between Nolan and and Michael Caine but um, yeah I'm pleased because I like him and uh yeah, even though he just tends to have like five minute cameos these days. Still... Isn't he like 85? I mean, how much can yeah. you expect of him? I just love it. I love there's so many actors who just are the same character in whatever they play. Yeah. Like, yeah. they just don't change, isn't it? It's like Samuel Jackson, Clint Eastwood's like 95, still doing the fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, The Rock, um, Michael Caine, they're just, they're just themselves on screen and they get He's, quite a few he... parts out of it. He was born in 1933. The man is 88 years old. Like, give him a chance. If he yeah. wants to retire, let him retire. But no. <laughs> He's like, my right. pension scheme just isn't good enough. That's it. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. People are all about that grind. <laughs> yeah. He's so old. He's so old. He's literally going to play a security guard in the office on a night shift. Like, that's how old he is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can't be. You can't knock him for playing the old granddad when he's eighty-eight. Well, what else is he going to play? 
He's gonna be like gonna be like he's got that guy from Taken. He's gonna be like in an action movie next. But just <laughs> yeah, Neeson, yeah. <laughs> be like Robert De Niro in the Irishman. Like this fight seems terrible. Like he's just too old. <laughs> Uh, I, my back four this week is Francis Ngannou, the Ooh. UFC heavyweight champion. Um, came out this week and he's saying he's having to borrow money to fund his training camp for his next title fight. So it's quite um, documented that he doesn't actually earn that much. And um, some say no. he's only earned a mere 2.7 million since... Fighting, but uh, outrageous! Oh no, but, I don't even get out of bed for that. Yeah, so I don't. I actually don't know. Can't the, buy a backup goalkeeper but, for that money. But he spoke about he got a title shot four years ago against Miocic and lost it. And he said he he actually made a loss on that fight, like to cover because it winning sound a lot. But actually, when you have to pay sparring partners, training camps, a lot of these UFC fighters have to move home or like. He was training in France at the time, but like now they they move to America and try and stay a bit closer to reduce the costs. But yeah, it sounds like the one of their their poster boys, the the heavyweight champion of the world, is talking about having to to borrow money from friends to to pay for the fight camp, hoping that he wins to be able to pay him back. So I think there's something like there's some bad management going on here. I mean, he shouldn't be in that position. Either he's not got a good manager. Or like he, he he should be on a different contract. His money What's is happening? being stolen. It's being siphoned. Well, it's because he sometimes then if you get, if you Africa, get well if you get like fast tracked up, then your pay isn't at the level you're at. But then you still need the camp and sparring partners that you you would have. Like it, there's granted he. No, but they do renew contracts. They re-sign contracts. If if people's trajectory goes up quicker than most others, they the UFC yeah, has. Yeah re-sign contracts that are worth more because what else are they going to do? They're just not going to... Because I know in the past, fighters have said, I'm not going to accept big fights against top 10 contenders. And you're just going to throw me to them because you've still got me on my first contract, which is only like, you know, 30 and 30 sort of thing. Whereas if you're going to put me up against top 10 fighters, I need to be in the millions. And Yeah. I mean, but the I, UFC I have, have shown themselves not really to like Angana. Like, it's, it's obvious that they're, they're not big fans. Of heavyweight like, division. That's not true. But... He, the guy didn't fight for four months and he made an interim title. Like they, uh, like he's, uh, <laughs> but what? No, no, no other division would they have made an interim title that quickly? Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it's it. There's there is more to that story, but yeah, mm. he has. But it's come out that he's actually having to borrow money to just to fund his fight camp for this title fight, which the UFC's pay is is scrutinised at the minute Love, by man. our hero Jake Paul. Like he's a. Uh, really shining a light on fighters worth but um no jokes aside it, it it ufc are getting a lot of scrutiny about how how much they pay fighters and and the guy who's the top top fighter in the top division having to borrow money is is not a good look so i don't know when i see when i hear stuff like that and then i you know go back to things like ronda rousey and conor mcgregor and stuff it's like people will get paid and the ufc will pay you if if it works out for them, and I, maybe it's just I don't know if it's bad negotiations or what, but they, it's not like they're they're miserly. They just they stick to the contracts that they that they sign. Dana White always says they sign the contract. What else am I supposed to do? I'm honouring their contract. They signed it. They could have said no, and they didn't. A lot of fighters have left the UFC because of that reason alone. Yeah, but that, that, but then that, does it make it right? Like uh, he's got. 
yeah, but that's it. Like the heavyweight champion of the UFC cannot afford a training camp on his salary. Like, yeah. Yeah. talking of heavyweight champs, we haven't actually mentioned. We haven't had a pod since Fury. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I'm surprised that didn't land in any of our front threes. It was so long. It feels like so long ago now. It probably would have last week. Yeah. Um, one of the best fights I've seen in a in a long time. Amazing. All three, all three of them have been good actually. Like because they um, both they both can get hit. <laughs> they both yeah. get hit. It's just the way it goes. And every time people get knocked down, it's always exciting. You know. It does. Yeah. It does annoy me when people talk about the greatest ever. Like everyone, this whole recency bias is a problem in the world because everyone just thinks, oh, I've seen this thing. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It was a fantastic yeah. fight. Is it the best fight in history? I don't know. I haven't seen a big fight in history. Like, I know that was a good fight. Is he the greatest heavyweight fighter in the world? I don't know. I haven't seen half of the other heavyweight fighters in real life. So I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like, with my- fans, that's fine. But it, it, what annoys me is pun, like, legitimate yeah, pundits, pundits they put on pundits. saying, oh, you know what? Fury just needs to retire now. No one's at his level. Like, like hold on, he doesn't need to fight. Stop, I'm like, but what this is what bugs me is I'm like, if why would you not want to see fighters fight? Like, yeah, regardless of oh, Fury might fight, has to fight Dillian White next, he's, he's mandatory. Right. Let's like, see him battering. I'm like, yeah, I, like, still put the fight on, yeah, put that fight on. Like, what this idea that oh, he's too good now, I don't want to see him fight is. It's rubbish. I don't. I don't like that actually at all. I, I think that everyone, um, everyone's capable of an off night. Every like yeah. boxing I, heavyweight. I think that's is, a great homecoming match for him. British bout. I think that'd be a good yeah. Thing. I want. I actually want to see. I want to see Wilder. I've got it in my head now. I want to see Wilder versus uh, AJ, and then whoever wins that could probably fight Tyson Fury again. Like well, it, Wilder, it Wilder's sense. not going to fight Fury again. Yeah, three times is enough. No, but I, I do. The, the AJ one's a bit worrying. Like he he's mentioned previous before that he doesn't have the drive he once had and like did he ever but it was it, terrible but like you could he he was money for the years was just so yeah just it was just such an odd performance and i'm like i i can't i can't i don't know how the rematch will go but if he's anywhere similar to how he was in the last fight he's got no chance he you can to- say the same was it ruiz also, really bizarre performance that time where he lost it, you know, and then he came back in the rematch and was, did his normal thing. But uh, it's, the, the, my problem with Joshua has always been he feels manufactured. It feels like yeah. he's been, yeah. he has been. Sugar the only time I've ever seen him where, where he wasn't fighting this kind of like one, two ABC boxing, like, you know, hands up in the end, one, two, one, two. The fight against Klitschko, he looked like an actual boxer. And he looked that amazing. Klitschko fight was still one of my favourite fights I've ever watched. Yeah. Great. And I thought, oh, maybe he's, maybe he's turned the corner here. And then, obviously, like, with some of his other fights and then losing to you, you're like, nah, he's, 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 he is what I thought he was. Yeah. But he he's better than people. People like Povetkin are, are, are actual good fighters. But like, um, So he has beat decent fighters, but... yeah. Yeah, I, I still want to see him fight. This idea that oh Fury's the best, so he shouldn't fight him. Always. I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, you have to clear your division out to, for me to to consider you the best ever. Or well, like, people the just forget ever. as well. It's their living. It's how they make their money. Like, what's he gonna do? Go on well, strictly. I, I don't think Fury needs much more money now. <laughs> yeah, Dan, 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 you you think you think that at some point you'd be like, do you know what? I've earned enough. I'm good. Like. No, you're fine. You're just, I think Fury would be because he, 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 he lives in he lives in a caravan. <laughs> the guy doesn't care. He lives in Morecambe. Like he he, yeah. he said it, it, it on his Gary Neville thing. He's like, I live in Morecambe. Like 
He's like, no, I don't need this much money. Yeah, he's like, he's he's, he's a boxer you... like them all. Like, he wants to earn money. Trust me, he's not. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I, when he says stuff like that, I don't quite believe that because no, you're you're a fucking you're a multi millionaire and you'll continue to fight so you can earn more millions. That's just the way it is. Wow, but yeah, I think he beats, uh, he batters Dillian White. But uh, I think Dillian everyone. White goes, but di- yeah. But then everyone's capable of an off night. Like I've seen, I've seen him struggle against average opponents. Like so, it's he could fight Dillian White and think, well, I've knocked Wilder out, and and turn in a bit overweight, like a bit dodgy, and and get caught. You know, we've seen he 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 can get hit. So well, the thing is, when he gets hit, it's not. That's what doesn't stop him. He's not a perfect fighter by any means. He gets hit. He's yeah. just he's just a freak of nature. Yeah. He took a big punch from Wilder, didn't he? A couple. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I hijacked, I hijacked your... Uh... Yeah. No, no, I'm glad you... I would have mentioned it the week before, but yeah, as you uh, said, stuff moves quite quickly. So. Right. We'll see you next week, yes? Big yeah. game for Man, for Man United, Liverpool. They're going to yeah. get absolutely stopped. Yeah, we'll see. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right. See you next week. See ya. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.